The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. All right, I am joined by Johnny and Sarah from Walk Off the Earth, and we are, we're going to get to the new music in just a little bit, guys. But first off, where are you guys joining me from? I see two different locations here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in my car office. I like to call this my second home. This is where I spend a good chunk of my day. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently here at our, our studio slash office. Um, Sarah, I believe, is on the way to... Reunite. Okay. See, see, senor. Now, with 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 the kids, I mean, I imagine you're going to be in that car office even more as they get older, turning into preteens and teenagers. I mean, it's just going to be driving them around. That's the whole job, isn't it? I'm an Uber driver that doesn't get paid. <laughs> yeah. That's as, that's that's what it's called. You're a goober, <laughs> right? You're a goober driver. That's right. Goober. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, on, on that note, I mean, most of us don't get to work with our spouses. The two of you, of course, both part of Walk Off the Earth. What, what, are, the, what are the best and worst things about working together? Um, <laughs> I see you are diving right in. Okay. Yeah, diving right in here. I think the best thing for us you know, aside from the fact that we're very like-minded when it comes to what our goals are in our careers and our, in the art that we create, is that we have had the fortunate experience to, you know, as we as we kind of grew together and started to make a family and do all this, there was no real hard separation between, you know, Johnny's job and my job and where the kids are at here and where the kids are at there, who spends time away from each other or the kids. Um, there's pros and cons to that too. But I, I would, I would imagine Johnny would say the same thing that getting to have our kids with us kind of like, you know, we have our, we have somewhat of our own hours and we get to bring them on tour with us and bring out, bring them to our jobs. It's a bit of a different lifestyle, but that's, that's been a real benefit. I think for us to get to experience that with them. Um, there's no con. I was just going to say, I'll let Johnny give you the cons. No, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? People always ask that. Like, how do you live together, work together? You have a family together. You're, you do yeah. things together. You travel together. We there's find only balance. one answer. There's only one answer for that. It's two words. Okay. Separate beds. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I was just going to like subtly touch on the fact that we have our own internal ways of finding that separation and giving ourselves that space. One of those things is we actually have separate bedrooms in our home. And when we're traveling, we're on tour, we actually get separate hotel rooms as well. So we both of us have a real understanding of how much space, when that space needs to happen. And none, neither of us ever get upset or offended if someone's like, I just need to be by myself right now. I'm going to go to my room or, you know, uh, you know what? Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to go do a writing trip or something. And the other one's like, OK, that's fine. There's no like, well, I want to go. You know, it's just we have a really good dynamic of knowing that and understanding it and not, you know, not thinking that it's weird or offensive. We just we're just we just go with the flow like that. And it really does work. <laughs> well, and that's fascinating because normally I think everybody would say, OK, we sleep in separate beds. That's like, oh, red flags, uh, except for the fact that you guys do spend all of the rest of your time together, like all of it. Well, yeah, yeah. every time we say that to people are like, oh, my God, I didn't know you guys were having problems. <laughs> but it's like it's not even cl- like it's 
I mean, we don't remember. We don't. I don't recommend it to everyone because some yeah. people don't get to see each other, and that's when they do get to see each other. But it's definitely. I think it it makes our relationship even stronger, and it doesn't mean that we don't hang out in the same bed sometimes. <laughs> but we don't have to do that if we don't want to hang out. That's right. a nice way of putting it. It's yeah. also sleep, right? Like sleep is vital, and Johnny and I are both big advocates for living a healthy lifestyle and doing the things that you need to do to, to be healthy and to live as long as possible. And especially after having kids sleep is absolutely vital to our mental health, our physical health, how long we live, how happy we are. And let's face it, not everybody is that great at sleeping in the same bed. You know, (laughs) we all have different habits. We all have different lifestyle things that we you know you might want to watch tv before you go to bed you want to sorry i'm trying to parallel park this is yeah, I, mean, um, I, go, I go to bed at 3 a.m she goes to bed at 10 and she wakes up at 6 and i wake up at you know yeah. 9 30 so it's we're gonna we're gonna uh, eventually mess each other's sleep up and then there's resentment and all that stuff so we don't we don't have any of that it's great well i love it yeah cool. Yeah. Very interesting side of things. Now, uh, talking a little bit about the kids, and you'd mentioned taking them on tour and all that, which is so cool. And obviously, anybody that follows Walk Off the Earth on Instagram or any one of your social medias knows that the kids are involved. How do they factor into the whole band lifestyle? We're basically just prepping them to take over for us when we get too old to do what we do. Family, family <laughs> business. Yeah, family business. Yeah. I've definitely contemplated that. I'm like, can you have a band that just has revolving members? And like, and I think you can. I really think you can. <laughs> um, we, you know, we're just, we're the type of people we really like to, we love what we do and we want to inspire our children to love what they do, whether that's music or, you know, law, law whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but we're, we're, we want to inspire our kids to, to do what they love and, we're very adamant and we think it's really important for us to show them that we love what we do. And because we love what we do, we're happy and we find success in whatever way that is. And uh, we want them to kind of live that, that same type of lifestyle, no matter what it is that they decide to do in their lives. So I think, you know, for us, it's like, we're not lawyers, we're not doctors. We don't, this is what we do. So we just say, kids, this is what we do. It's awesome. It's super fun. Live your life this way, no matter what it is that you decide that it is what you want to do, and and we'll support you and and help you help guide you towards that. And in the meantime, we do teach them things like they do piano lessons, and we like to do drums with them, and we like to bring them to shows to show them how fun and awesome performing can be if that is something that they decide they want to do. Like our youngest Romeo, for example, he's four. We've shot a TV show with him already called Romeo eats because he's super passionate about food and and so is Johnny so we <laughs> created this show where we just showcase their passion for food and to to show them that things are possible and that if you put your mind to something no matter how dumb of an idea it sounds like or how hard it might sound it's it, it's totally possible in one way or another now, uh, on that note, um, I did see Romeo Eats on Johnny's uh, Zoom. I can see that that's exactly what you've labeled your Zoom as. No, like on, on <laughs> your, your name in Zoom is Romeo Eats. 
my god, I don't yeah. even know how that happened. <laughs> I think we did it. We did an interview because he was nominated for a Juno this year, so we did some Zoom interviews. I think that's why we had to change it so that it didn't oh. just say, you know, no. Johnny Illuminati. It said Romeo eats. No, I love I it. Uh, moving on to the music because Bet on Me. I mean, kind of took me by surprise. I didn't really see it coming. Now it's one of my favorite songs that we play, and I add it to like summer playlists and stuff like that. Tell me about this song because it has a little bit of a different feeling than some of your previous work. Yeah, we were very, uh, very surprised at the reaction of the song because when we wrote it, we were, we kind of stepped outside the box, you know, a little bit more R and B, um, like hip hop flavor, and uh, we weren't sure if it was going to resonate positively. Um, but obviously, that hasn't been the case because it, it, it as soon as we posted something on on TikTok, it blew up, and uh, surprisingly enough, it actually had a ton of love from um, a bunch of different Asian countries around the world. So okay. um, it's, it's right now it's, it's uh, in the top 10 in China in like 17 different cities in China. <laughs> and uh, it's in the top 10 in Indonesia. So, um, and I mean, hopefully it'll be in top 10 in Canada one day soon. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, it's just, it's been crazy. It's, it's just been a um, whirlwind because we've, you know, we've never had that happen to any of our songs in the Asian market. So really resonated there and we were really cool how we you know we did the open verse challenge we wanted to bring in a, a verse from our community on tiktok and uh obviously uh, it we saw the incredibly talented d smoke do yeah. a verse and we, we contacted him we we're like do you want to be on the actual song and he was like i love love it love you guys let's do it so we're uh, really blessed to have him on it and um yeah it's it's been fun and it's going to be fun to play this uh for the first time this uh this Saturday in Toronto. First time live yeah. with this song. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. we're excited. We've never been the type of people to lock ourselves into one sound or into one box or into one idea. So I think, you know, sometimes when an artist changes their sound or comes out with it, something a little bit different, some fans will say, Oh, that doesn't really sound like you. I don't know if I like it, uh, you know, but I think a lot of people are very used to us doing that at this point. Like we've released so many different genres yeah. of songs. It's like a blessing and a curse because some people will be like, what are you exactly? Like, wh <laughs> where do you fit in the music? Like, we're not sure. We thought that you were more like indie rock pop. Now you're like pop. But we like to do that because you, especially nowadays, you never know what people are going to like. You just never know. So it's like, just try everything and see what works, you know? Well, and on that note, because you have done so much different music and so many different genres and so many different styles, individually, what are your favorite Walk Off the Earth songs? <laughs> um, Choose between usually, your kids, please. And I can probably speak for most of the band. It's usually the newest track that we've just written. Yeah, right. Because you always think it's the greatest song in the world. When you write a new song, you're just like, this is the best song ever. <laughs> So it's, and you get stoked about that. So you, you can kind of see that. Obviously, there's there's songs that that kind of rise to the top over the years for us. Um, yeah. But, uh, and some some are like B sides too. Like I, I, uh, like there's a song um, like Boomerang and Hard as a Weapon are kind of two B side songs from from uh, the Singing All the Way album that I think are two of my favorites. Yeah, um, we have a cartoon coming out. We've been working on for a few years now. And over the past eight months to a year, we've been working on the music because there's a song in every episode, an original song. Oh and to be gosh. honest, like these are some of my favorite Walk Off the Earth songs that we've ever written or produced. And 
I know no one that doesn't do anything for anyone right now because <laughs> you can't listen to them yet, but they're very, very cool. They're super inspiring. They're very anthemic and they're just really, really catchy. And, uh, but like Johnny said, usually whatever we've put out the most recent, cause it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. I think I'll be there is one of my favorites. I really love performing that song because there's a connection with the audience. That's very special when it comes to that song, um, live. And yeah, it just, it flip flops. Sometimes I'll go down a wormhole on YouTube of our own videos and just be like, Oh yeah, this song, like, this is a good song. I forgot about this song. We put out a lot of songs. (laughs) All right. Looking back to when you guys first kind of, kind of blew up, obviously, Social media was a big part of that. So a lot, a lot of artists kind of struggle to be a content creator and a musician, but it's kind of built into what you are. Tell me a little bit about the social media side of what you guys do. Yeah, that was, that was a very conscious thing for us because we knew that at the time when we started creating YouTube videos and like Johnny was doing more research into YouTube, and we were doing the touring outside of YouTube, like real live shows and how many people you could actually reach through the internet compared to how many people you'd reach driving across the country playing, you know, 20 shows. So when we became aware of that, we started to do a lot of cover songs, but at the same time, we really wanted people to know that we were a real band. We were real (laughs) musicians and we wanted obviously everybody who's an artist wants their original music or their original art to, to be what people fall in love with and see. Um, But there's different ways to make that happen. And in music, that's been the case for many, many years. So many bands and artists have become put on the radar because they covered a song that is familiar with a, a huge group of people, you know, all over the world. So as soon as we started to tap into that, and people were watching, that's when we started to sprinkle in the originals. And as soon as the one video blew up, we said, okay, we need to make a record of original music so that we can take all these fans that kind of know us now for this five people, one guitar cover and instantly go straight to our original music and say, oh, they're like a real band too. So that was, that's always, it's even to this day, something that we always talk about. We want to be known as original artists with our own art and our own music but at the same time we just we love music and we (laughs) and we know how to get people's attention in different ways and sometimes that's through other people's songs that are amazing that we wish that we wrote yeah (laughs) and back to your back to your question on like social media social media actually is an art form in in and of itself and nowadays you can't i I mean maybe there's some people that can do it but (laughs) you can't really be a musical artist unless you're good at social media because it's the only way that you can get music into people's faces really. And like, that's the way you great gain fans and gain, uh, you know, gain a fan base. So it's like, if I'm giving advice to like anyone who wants a music career, it's like, you need to work on your social media skills because it's an art form in in and of itself. And it's not easy. It's a huge part of what we do and we're doing it every day and we're always conspiring and figuring out ways to, to to be good at it and if you don't do that and and this is like our whole career it started with youtube now it's tiktok now it's instagram so it's it's such a big part of the of a musician's career nowadays and it would be i mean it's it's just another part of the art that we do 
Now, now yeah. it's also every kid's dream to be like a social media star at this point. Do you try to keep it out of your kids' hands at this point? Yeah, we do to a degree. Yeah, yeah I mean, like our kids are so young. They do have ideas. I mean, Romeo, we produced a show with him. So there's lots of content for, from that that we can put up online that people will enjoy giving Romeo a camera by himself to, you know, shoot a TikTok, probably not the best idea. <laughs> um, and like, like, I know my nine-year-old has asked me about TikTok a few times. I personally have an age limit for, for TikTok. I don't know what it is, but it's not there. there none of them are there yet. Um, but we're also not super crunchy hippie. Like we know that that's going to be a part of their, yeah. their entire lives. Like they're growing up learning on smart pads and screens. So I think finding that, you know, balance between how much time they spend learning technology and also still going back to like the eighties parenting where they're outside in creeks and getting dirty and playing and stuff. That's all really important. Um, and then just, I think one of the toughest things is the parental controls because you can <laughs> yeah. find anything on the internet at the, any age right now. So that's the, that's, I struggle with that the most. I'll put a parental control on something and then lose every password, forget how to do it. And then they can't do anything on their computers because I locked it up, but I don't know how to get back into it. Well, you and every other parent struggles with that. I don't think that that's, uh, I think that's everybody right now. Now, I do have, yeah. I have two more quick questions for you. I want to let you get get going. But uh, before we got started, Johnny, I know we were talking about some of your past bands. Um, what are, like, maybe both of you, what's your what's the, the band, the musical thing that you were involved with that's the most off-brand in your past? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I, had a, I had a band that uh, I don't even want to say the name of the band because I don't want people looking it up because... <laughs> It's very off-brand for Walk Up the Earth. Walk Up the Earth, but you know what? I think that's a tough question because it is a part of who we are. I played in a band, like a psychobilly punk rock band, okay, for a while, and had so much fun doing it. But then when I started working with Johnny and getting more involved with Walk Off the Earth and doing like you know acoustic stuff, it felt more true to myself. But because I did that, I, I was able to bring those elements and that like the performance into walk off the earth and change it to suit yeah. who we actually are better i think it's all like johnny's old band i wouldn't say is is not you because the music yeah. is actually phenomenal it's just really <laughs> uh, it's like aggressively <laughs> tense yeah let's just leave it at that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think like I don't know what what have we done that we've been like oh that was so weird that we did that like there's definitely been a few things like that yeah I mean yeah anytime you're you know and we like we touch on comedy a lot over over the years and like anytime you're messing with stuff like that you know it could you know you could you're pushing boundaries there's going to be some stuff that might you might be embarrassed about here and there I would say acting for me I'm a horrible actor (laughs) and we've we've made a few like short films Johnny's an amazing actor he's always the lead role because he's like so willing to do it and I'm the person that's like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) that's how you know that's so I think yeah there's a few things we've done that are all of our out of our elements but again everything we've ever done in our lives has led up to to helping us be the humans that we are that's probably so that's probably a healthy way of looking at it okay final question uh what do you guys got planned for touring and stuff what can we look forward to as fans 
tomorrow we have um, our big hometown show in Toronto at the Budweiser stage, which is obviously an iconic venue in Toronto and it's one of our bucket list venues. So very happy to be checking that off, uh, pulling out all the stops. We got, you know, pyro and all that stuff. But other than that, we're, you know, we're touring the U S we're doing a bunch of festivals through Canada. We're taking a year off in Europe this year. First time. I mean, since before the pandemic in 10 years that we haven't gone to Europe. So we're definitely sad about it, but just didn't work out this year, uh, but we'll be back there. Um, cheers, <laughs> brother. Have a great day. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. As we shot a video yesterday that's coming out next week on our Sweet. YouTube channel, so stay tuned. This one's going to be one, uh, uh, one of our, hopefully one of uh, our, our favorites. Um, <laughs> cool things happening. It's, in that. it's the newest, so but it's yeah, the favorite. Just, it's done. Yeah, we're just always uh, working on cool projects and fun projects, and and we have a lot to offer. So you know, okay. yeah, it's like if it's not a live show, it's something that we're creating for people to watch at home or on the, whatever in their living rooms and. Mm-hmm. We've never stopped doing that. And I think we've kind of nailed how to make both of them happen, but we've also been off the road for the last couple of years. So we we feel blessed that we actually did get to continue to do what we do and create stuff for people to watch and to make people happy, especially during all of that. So um, yeah, we got lots going on. Tons. Songs. We will be releasing stuff for a very, very long time. Well, we are looking forward to it. Johnny, Sarah, thank you so much. I mean, I know you've given me far more time than you initially planned. Thank you so much for joining me and for uh, chatting with us. Thanks, Kenton. Yeah, you're awesome. Thank you. Sorry I was late. Sorry about the the PTA, the last day of school. (laughs) Hey. Cheers, brother. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Yeah.